part two chapter ten of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part two first love and legal marriage chapter ten of course the main subject of the conversations between lopukhov and virotchka was not the question as to which fashion of ideas should be looked upon as the right one but as a rule they spoke with each other very little and their long talks which rarely occurred touched upon only outside matters such as ways of thinking and kindred topics they knew that two very vigilant eyes were on them and consequently in regard to the main thing that interested them they exchanged very few words and this was generally at the time when they were getting the music ready for playing or singing and this main topic which occupied so small a place in their infrequent long talks and even in their brief snatches of talk occupied but a small place this subject was not their feeling towards each other not at all they did not speak a word after the first indefinite words which were said at their first talk during the party they had no time to speak about it in the two or three minutes used for the exchange of thought without the fear of being overheard they had hardly time to speak about the other subject which was more important to them than their own thoughts and feelings and this was in regard to the ways and means by which virotchka could escape her terrible situation on the morning that followed his first conversation with her lopukhov took pains to find out how it would be possible for her to become an actress he knew that there were a good many risks and trials standing in the way of a girl going on the stage but he thought that with a firm character she might succeed all straight but it proved to be otherwise when he came to give his lesson two days later he was compelled to say to virotchka i advise you to give up the thought of becoming an actress why because it would be much better for you to accept storeshnikov's offer this ended the talk which was said while he and virotchka were getting the music he about to play and she to sing virotchka hung her head and several times lost the beat although the piece was very familiar to her when the piece was finished they began to consult what they should sing next and virotchka found a chance to say it seemed to me that that was the very best and it's hard for me to hear that it is impossible it will be harder to live but still i shall find some way of living i will go out as governess when he was there again two days later she said i could not find any one through whom i could get the place of governess please keep your eyes open for me dmitri sergeitch there is no one but you i am sorry i have so few acquaintances who might help in this way all the families where i am giving or have given lessons are poor people and their acquaintances are about the same but i will do the best i can my friend i am wasting your time but what else can i do vira pavlovna there is no need of speaking about my time since i am your friend virotchka both smiled and blushed she herself did not notice how instead of calling him dmitri sergeitch she called him my friend lopukhov also smiled you did not mean to say it vira pavlovna take it back if you are sorry that you gave it to me Yurochka smiled it is too late and she blushed and i am not sorry and she blushed still more when need comes you will see that i am a true friend they pressed each other's hands 
You have here the two first conversations after that evening. Two days later, there was in the Police Gazette an advertisement to this effect. A girl of good family, speaking French and German, etc., desires a place as governess. Inquiries can be made of the Chinovnik so-and-so at Kolomus, N.N. Street, N.N. House. Now Lopukhov was obliged to spend a great deal of his time in attending to Virochka's affairs. Every morning he had to go for the most part on foot from Vyborgsky ward to Kolomna to his friend, whose address was given in the advertisement it was a long walk but he could not find any other friend who lived near the vyborgsky ward it was necessary that the friend at whose home inquiries could be made should be subject to several conditions a respectable home good family circumstances a respectable appearance a poor domicile might lead to the offer of unfavourable conditions as a governess without respectability and apparently good family circumstances the girl's recommendation would not be looked upon favourably and lopukhov could not place his own address in the advertisement what would be thought of a girl who was cared for by no one besides a student and so lopukhov had to take an unusual amount of exercise after he had taken the addresses of those who came to inquire about the governess he had to continue his walk still farther the chinovnik told the inquirers that he was a distant relative of the girl and acted only as agent but that she had a nephew who would come the next day and give further particulars the nephew instead of going in a carriage went on foot looked at the people and of course as a general thing was dissatisfied with the surroundings in one family they put on too many airs in another the mother of the family was a good woman but the father was a fool and the third the opposite was true and so on in some it would be comfortable to live but the conditions would be impossible for Virochka either it was necessary to speak english but english she does not speak or they did not want a governess but a nurse or the people were well enough in their way but they were themselves poor and there was no place in their apartment for a governess where there were already two grown children two little ones a maid and a nurse but the advertisement continued to appear in the police gazette and likewise the governess seekers and lopukhov did not lose hope in such a manner two weeks passed by on the fifth day of his hunt when lopukhov had returned from his walk and was lying down on his sofa kirsdnof said dmitri you are getting to be a bad assistant in my work you spend all your mornings out and the larger part of your afternoons and evenings you must have got a good many lessons to give haven't you can you spare the time to give them up just now i want to give up those that i have i have saved up forty roubles or so and that will be enough till i graduate and you have more than i have at least a hundred haven't you more a hundred and fifty i have no pupils though i have given them all up but one i have something that i must attend to if i accomplish it you will not be sorry that i am behind you in the work what is it you see the lesson which i have not given up is in a wretched family but there is a nice girl there she wants to be a governess so as to leave the family and so i am looking up a place for her a nice girl yes new no, this is good look out and so the conversation ended eh messieurs kirsdnof and lopukhov you are learned men but you cannot imagine in what respect this is peculiarly good let us grant that what you have been talking about is good kirsdnof did not think of asking whether the girl were pretty and lopukhov did not think to say that she was kirsdnof did not think to say yes brother 
you must have fallen in love that you are so energetic in looking out for this girl lopukhov did not think of saying and i brother am very much interested in her or if he thought it and did not care to say it he certainly did not think to remark for the sake of turning aside suspicion don't imagine alexander that i am in love don't you see they both thought that when there was a chance to free a person from a bad situation it made very little difference whether that person possessed a handsome face or not even though the person were a young girl but in such a case there could be no discussion of falling in love or not falling in love they did not even think of thinking of it and what is best of all they did not notice that they were doing a noble action but however doesn't this prove to the sagacious class of readers it proves to the majority of literary men and this is composed of the most sagacious people doesn't it prove i say that kirsdnof and lopukhov were cold and deprived of all aesthetic sense this was not so very long ago a favourite expression among the aesthetic writers who had lofty ideals aesthetic sense may be even now fashionable i don't know how it is i have not seen it used for some time is it natural that young men who possess a spark of taste or a grain of heart can fail to be interested in the face when speaking of a girl of course these people have no artistic feeling that is aesthetic sense and according to the opinion of others who have learned human nature in circles which are richer in aesthetic feelings than the company of our aesthetic literati young men in such circumstances will invariably speak about young women from the plastic side gentlemen it used to be so but not now it is now true in certain instances but not with those young men who are alone regarded as the present generation gentlemen this is a peculiar generation end of part two chapter ten recording by expatriate in bangor maine